Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get in to the preview for the game against Crystal Palace this weekend. Spurs do come into it with a few injury issues with Richarlison, Pedro Porro looking like definitely to be missing the game. Uh, Pedro Porro is a massive loss coming into it, to be honest. Looks like Emerson will probably keep his spot at right back. Um, Richarlison, how much of a miss is Richarlison coming into it? Son moves into the middle. I think a lot of people have been calling for that. So maybe people are getting their wishes. Well, considering that we're now learning that he was injured, maybe there's a reason why he didn't have the best game against Wolves. He's obviously picked up any injury. Did he play 90 minutes or did he go off? I can't um, remember. He might have gone off. I think he did go, because I think Werner went up front, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah. So he did go off, uh, must have been on like 70. But clearly we're now seeing maybe there was a reason for that. He didn't have he didn't have a great game. Um, and that was like before, when a lot of people criticised Richarlison not really realising an injury. So... Clearly, as uh, similar to that, um, but look, we are going to put Son up up front. Looks like this game. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the benefit of him or the team in terms of this kind of game because we know Palace like to play a back three. Glasner's now in his second game. Uh, they beat Burnley three 0 Good result, but at nil nil, though they were the better team, but you know they weren't creating the good quality chances they did after Burnley went down to ten men. And look, Glass is a good manager. He did a brilliant job at Frankfurt. It's going to be a different kind of palace. They're going to be full of energy. They're going to be um, aggressive. They're going to be, uh, I wouldn't say on the front foot because he's still fairly pragmatic, but it's going to be very, very different to how they were under Roy. And they're going to be much more of a proactive team rather than just waiting, sitting back and waiting to be beaten like they were under Roy. So I'm expecting a very difficult game. But what I think does play into our hands is as much as they're going to be changing it up, Eze will be back, but uh, as Glasner is saying, but I don't think they have the players yet who's perfect for that kind of the way Glasner wants to play. Yeah, um, I look, they did look okay against Burnley when it was 11 on 11, but they did, like you say, come alive when that man got sent off and then they started ripping them apart. When you're looking at the form of the two sides, there's not really much you can read into this form because of Palace getting the new manager change. They have um, got three points in, one, in the first game that um, Glasner was in charge. But with this Spurs form coming into it, I really hope these two weeks on the training ground are really going to 
um, stand us in good stead. We've had problems breaking down teams that play three at the back. Do you feel like those problems carry on this weekend? Uh, probably. Um, I think less so because I actually think when I look at, say, like Wolves' team and I look at Palace's team, I don't. I think the way Wolves played that back three, it's going to be they have the players more suited to that. For example, you know Neto in the in in, in Neto and Huang in that front line on the counter. They have eight Nuri, Semedo in the wing backs. They got three very strong centre backs. They got those ball carriers in the middle um, who are very effective. So I'm looking at I look at that and I think um, they're really much more suited to combating us in that back three. Now Palace played the back three a bit differently. Uh, well, we've only seen it one game, but I'm saying, I'm looking at the profile of their players. I don't think, first of all, they're as good. Um, and I don't think um, they're going to have, um, there's much threat on the counter. It says here, I think I think Eze will be fit. So I do think he's going to play probably on the left instead of Edouard. But obviously, Ayu's there. I don't think he's anywhere near as good as like someone like Huang or Neto. Mateta, he's actually a bit of a, He's a bit of a, a physical threat, Mateta, and he does cause a lot of chaos, which you know Man City found out when they played uh, Palace. But I don't think he's got that much pace. I, Lerma and Wharton are doing okay, but I don't think they're as good at ball carrying as people like um, Lamina and Jao Gomez are. But um, what they're really good at, those two midfielders, is breaking up the play mm. and um, disrupting maybe what we, we're trying to do with our trying to fluid play, bring it out the back, playing out the back, and. Um, we're going to have to combat that because they're, I've been really impressed with Walton since he's joined Crystal Palace. And Jefferson Lerma, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get um, a player going at a million miles per hour, fouls all the time. He's probably going to pick up a booking, but it's definitely going to be hard to play through them. Yeah, I think it will be. And I think it's they're, whereas I felt like with Wolves, their kind of free at the back is more of a 3-4-3. Three, three. Palace's is probably going to be more of a 5 Five, two, three, kind of. Like, it's going to be more because I feel like Mitchell Munoz, and uh, Munoz, who's um, obviously started playing recently, he's looked quite decent at right wing back. Mitchell's a good player. Don't get me wrong, I like Tyrick Mitchell. I do think he's more of a left back than a wing back. Um, I don't see him being um, a, a, a wing back who's like that great going forward. I see him like he's like more of like a regular type of player. You know, uh, he's not like a, I feel like Eight Nuri is much better at dribbling, getting forward, um, being a bit of a nuisance. Mitchell's much more of a defensive uh, left back. I feel so. I do feel like they're going to be very strong defensively. Glass is going to be ha having them being very proactive, very compact, very organised. But I do feel like they'll be easier to deal with on the breakaway in the transition. So what that could lead to is Palace being penned in a bit more, whereas Wolves were able to get out and able to threaten us on the counter. I see less of that from Palace, but it's not to say, not to say they're not going to be a threat, because I do think they're going to be a threat. And also, they're riding a bit of a wave at the moment. New manager, um, everything's very positive at the moment. Everything's everything's probably looking great for them, like the, the this cloud has been lifted in terms of they actually see a future at Palace. There's, you know... Roy was very set in his ways, very old school. Glass is giving fresh ideas, fresh approach to things. And it, and th there's just a new feel around Palace now. And that is probably the more worrying thing in, in compared to looking at how they're going to play and how they're going to set up and the players they're going to have. I look at their team and how they're going to set up and I think even though we struggle against back threes, that team is beatable. I don't think they got the perfect profiles in their teams for what Glass wants. For example... When Glasgow was at Frankfurt, right, he had 
Kostic on that left wing back. He didn't have Mitchell. Mitchell's nowhere near a Kostic in terms of what he can offer in the final third. They had players like Kamada. They had Lundstrom. They had Mwani up front. Um, Palace don't have anywhere near those kind of talents in there, apart from maybe Eze in their forward line. But they're riding away for the moment. And I think what we could be suffering from is this new manager bounce they could have. And maybe, you know, for the rest of the season, they might have a that all they might start to revert to their mean in mean in like five or six games but in their first few games just off the back of the win i think they're going to come in here with fresh ideas and real fresh energy and that's something to worry about yeah look it is something to worry about and it will be a much more difficult game than maybe what it was a couple of weeks ago two three weeks ago before uh glasner took charge but when you look at it there is no excuses to go and lose this game. We've had two weeks to prepare for it. We know the way Palace are going to set up for those two weeks. So he would have had a long time on the training ground. We've known Richard, he would have known Richarlison and Porro were probably going to miss these games and, and being, be able to plan without them. So with the players that we've got being at home, coming up against the Palace side um, that are going to be full of energy, it is going to be harder, but I still don't think there's any excuses to lose this game. We have to go and get those three points. Yeah, especially after losing to Wolves, and we've had a two-week break now. Um, obviously, the excuses are running out. Everyone's coming back to full fitness. I know we've got a few injuries going into this game, but looking at the team we're going to have out, there's no excuses to um, have as poor a performance as we did against Wolves uh, in this game, not create the amount of chances we did against Wolves. So... Um, as much as it's going to be a difficult game and as much as they're going to come into this game full of confidence, we have to as well lay down... Look, we have to... First of all, we have to put pressure on Villa who play in the 5.30 game against Luton. We have to really put pressure on them in terms of the top four race. And we have to show teams that we've learned from our mistakes from last week. We are improving as a team and we can improve. And we haven't been playing consistently well for a while in terms of a, f a game of 90-minute control. It's been very difficult for us to control games. Um, a lot of the reason you know, is because, uh, not just because of injuries, we're giving away too many transitions, we're getting hurt on the counter. But when I look at this Palace team and the, the quality we're going to be facing in this game isn't going to be as high, but it's not to say it's going to be easier. It's just the, the, looking like Ayu Mateta, they just don't have that kind of quality in the forward line. So... Having said that, though, like Ayu's on really good run of form at the moment. He is. He's going through a bit of a purple patch, isn't he? I think mm. four goals in his last four games. Yeah, he is going through um, a purple patch. And you look at Eze as well. He hasn't played for however long. And you know that Crystal Palace are always that much more dangerous when Eberechi Eze is on the pitch. He's got that star quality, doesn't he? That can hurt any team, not just any team in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, Um and he's brilliant, Eze, and he's obviously the one to watch. If we can stop him, I think we go a long way to stopping Palace. But having said that, that was maybe what it was like under Roy. I think under Glasner, it's going to be more about the system and the team rather than just relying on individual brilliance from Eze and Olise, which it was under Roy. So I do, obviously, when you have a player with such high quality as Eze, that can make, he can make a difference even when Palace aren't playing well, for sure. But... I feel like the Palace system is now going to be in a different way to what it was under Roy, and it's going to be a lot harder to deal with, and especially being in that back three. So I was looking at you know the, a lot of the average positions of um, how uh, Glazer likes to play 3-4-3, three, three, and those um, those front three, the, the two wide forwards are almost like two number 10s. They like to tuck in. Obviously, you've got the two central midfielders, but so it's more like a three... Uh, a, th a three, four, two, one kind of like so a the, bit like the like way we used in. to play under Conte. Yeah, 
it was very it's kind of very similar to Conte to be honest I have to like in terms of how he likes to play it so which isn't a bad thing Conte's a great manager I know it didn't work on Tottenham but Conte's you know the way his way of playing you gotta remember you know come around it around March time last season as much as we weren't playing well we were still a third or nearly fourth in league and getting results so yeah. like it's a very difficult formation to deal with so it is very similar in terms of the way he sets up as as someone like Conte was um they have their they have their new uh, very nuanced differences but Glasner in terms of just in general how it's out is very similar to Conte so I can see it being difficult for us to deal with, but if we can basically play the ball very quickly, we can get that out of um, that numerical advantage in the center, making sure that Wharton and Lerm are not getting, to, um, not allowing them to break up play enough. If we can make sure Eze is not getting too involved in the play, and we can make sure that we're picking the ball up in between the lines and stretching their back line, I think that the game will be there. We need to just need to get Son as many chances as possible, uh, and that that will make the difference. There's been a lot of talk with Spurs about the defensive solidity, how easy it is to create chances against us of late. You know, you you remember back in the first 10 games of the season where, yeah, fine, we were conceding a few goals, but we weren't conceding anywhere near as many chances as we're conceding now. And I think the last clean sheet we made in the league was back in December against Nottingham Forest away from home. It's actually the opposite. We were still conceding chances, but we weren't actually conceding many goals. Well... <sighs> We were, we were going through those games saying like, oh, Vicario's hardly had to do anything this game, you know, in the in the first 10 games of the season. We, saying, saying, yeah, we only conceded nine goals in the first 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying we were, that's still a, quite a few goals, but not that many chances I don't think we were conceding in those first 10 games. Because I remember a lot of the times in the player ratings, we were like, all right, Vicario did well today, but he didn't actually have that much to do. Mm. So... Why are we conceding so many chances now? What do we need to do to maybe stop that? It's simple. Oh, not simple. It's hard, but <laughs> but it's simple. Why I'm saying it's because we're not as good right now at controlling the game. So it means when we're on the ball, we were very good at controlling the game and keeping possession, progressing the ball while keeping the ball in those first ten games. And when we were hitting, we were very good at penning the opposition in and that meant that when they tried to transition us we were rushing them into um, long passes and rushed attacks rushed attacks which meant that Romero and Van der Ven could sweep up and stop There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Those attack at source, basically. Now, 
their midfield is in the same dynamic for one reason or another. I know we had the game against um, Wolves with the same midfield, but that was the first time we've seen it since the first 10 games. Um, we're not as good at keeping the ball. And we are... First of all, teams are starting to work out that if they keep their wingers wide, as soon as they hit the transition, they hit their wingers straight away. So that's something we have to deal with, that teams are working that out. Second of all, we're not... The, for some reason or other, Basuma, Bentancourt at the moment haven't been as good um, when keeping the ball and, and progressing it like we were at the beginning of the season, which means that we're turning the ball over a lot more. And it means that the more chances you give the opposition to turn the ball over, the more chances you can allow them to get in. Now, Van der Ven can stop. You know, if they're going to get in, for basically the beginning of the season, they were getting in two or three, three or four times, let's say, and Van der Ven was like cutting it out, you know, three, three, three out of those four times. Now they're getting in like, eight or nine times and van der ven's cutting out like four or five but there's still four times they're getting in now rather than the time before so it's a lot harder to deal with at the moment and it's a lot to do with uh ball possession um may, uh, maybe f teams figuring out where their wingers have to be positioned on the transition and i think it's a lot to do with how we're keeping the ball and not progressing it in the same way we were at the beginning of the season. When beginning of the season, giving it to Pesuma, he was able to carry the ball forward without losing it and get Tottenham up the pitch. And then we were allowed, that allows Tottenham to pen the opposition in. At the moment, we're not doing the same things and it's a struggle. At the moment, we're keeping the ball, but we're not doing it in a way that's progressing it. And we're keeping it like going side to side, not progressing the ball forward. And it means when we're losing it, bam, they're in the transition rather than us penning them in. And it's causing us a lot of trouble. That's what I keep saying, like with Basum, we need to find a way where he can recapture that form of the first 10 games because he was so pivotal, so vital to the way that we wanted to play. And we haven't been able to get back to those levels since basically he was on his top form. And you look at the first 10 games, I think we kept like four clean sheets in the first 10 games. The last 10 games, I think we've kept one. And I think uh, that's a very telling stat, to be honest. But you look at uh, the head-to-head -head between these two clubs, we are on a very good run of form against them. Four wins in a row, only uh, one goal conceded in those four games as well. The last game that we did lose was Nuno's first loss as a Spurs manager when we lost 3-0 to Crystal Palace. I mean, again, though, you can't really take too much from that can you i don't think any of these games you can because uh they're glass is going to be completely different uh approach for palace obviously we've had one game under Andrew against palace but uh that was against a roy team we did win uh it wasn't the best game if i remember uh, i remember palace had a bit of um they had a bit of joy in the early exchange of the game vicario kind of made a few saves and then we went on to win the game in the second half um so this game is going to be completely different it's in a way it's some it's, it's kind of hard to know what to expect from uh palace and glasner because we've only seen one game in that game burnley got a man sent off so it's difficult to make too many judgments on on that specific performance and kind of input it in we don't know how that's going to correlate or translate into a game against a high quality team like tottenham will it work or will it not it's hard to know so Obviously, we've got a great record against Palace, but this is a different kind of game and it's hard to know what to expect. Yeah, Do you think uh, with Sonny moving back into the middle this weekend, will that be a good thing for us? I mean, hopefully it'll be reignite that, maybe that partnership that Madison and Sonny did have in the earlier stage of the season. Yeah, I hope so. I don't think necessarily it's going to be to our benefit in terms of are we better off having Son there than Richarlison, who is a fully fit Richarlison? I'll probably say no. I'll probably say in this kind of game, you probably want Richarlison in there um, just because if Palace do get into that mode where they're in a low block, 
it's going to be very difficult to break him down if we don't have a threat who's good, good at attacking crosses like Richarlison. But what I would say is early on in, the, say, the first 15 minutes, I was looking at a stat. I think Spurs are, 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 I think, top or one of the highest in the league at scoring in the first 15 minutes. And that's very important in a game like this to, to shake a team like Palace out of their rhythm because... If you allow them to settle in the game and get, and get organised and get into their rhythm, they become very hard to break down. However, if you hit them very early, you know, create a few chances, get a goal in the first 50 minutes, that completely disrupts their game plan and it gets them all disjointed. And I do think Son, in a weird way, is more capable of making that kind of impact early. So it's kind of like we're better off having him in that period where if we can get some very quick exchanges going and if we can get Son in behind one or once or twice in those, that opening period, that then it would be to our benefit. But if we don't take advantage of that period, like we haven't done recently, we've kind of started games early but not take advantage of that moment. And then we allow Palace to get settled. Then all of a sudden it's going to switch to we're better off having Richarlison. So it kind of depends if he scores early or not. Yeah, I think like if he does get the chance, if we can create the chances for him, we know he'll gobble them up. Uh, mm. That's the quality of the player and how much of a clinical finisher he is. Um, but in terms of that starting lineup, who would be the best? I mean, we'll get into the predicted lineup in a minute, but who do you think would be the best to maybe combat that? Do you think Basuma has to play in that number six? Do you think Werner has to play at that left wing? I mean, we don't really have too much options, do we, for the left wing? Yeah, I think we probably keep the midfield the same as last week. I know it didn't quite work, but I do think... Uh, I think I'd be tempted, in a weird way, to um, go Madison next to a, next to a Lo Celso or Kulusevski in this kind of game because it just makes it more difficult for Palace to deal with the attacking options. But I would understand if... And she feels like, does that leave us too exposed? Is you know, can we really justify dropping Saar right now when he's probably our most informed midfielder? Um, probably not. So I don't expect to see it, but I, I wouldn't. I would be tempted to play that because I feel like when you've got a team like Palace who are going to come and play a back five, the best way to combat that is just get another offensive player in there who gives them something else to think about. Who you know, when they get into the final third, will have something up their sleeve, like a uh, you know, a through ball, a long shot, something like that. Which look. I love Saar. I, lo I think he's a brilliant midfielder. He's in, in. He's just not the guy you want to pick the lock. Put in a perfect world, I know he can do it in 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 moments. But I don't think he's a guy who, on the edge of the box, are, you would rather Saar than a Lacelso or Kulusevski in that kind of position. So I'd be tempted to go with two attacking mids. But I think pro I understand it. I think he's going to start off the game probably with Saar in the middle. On the left, obviously Solomon's still out, which you know uh, is is really bad for him, unfortunately. Um, so Werner has to be the guy on the left, uh, and, and, and I need to see more from him. Do you think there's a case maybe to start Kulusevski on the left and Johnson on the right? Yeah, there's a case for it, um, just because um, we, uh, Werner last few games hasn't quite cut it. Kulusevski in his uh, few roles on the left-hand side has looked fairly bright. I think he only played there once, actually. It was his Newcastle. He looked fairly bright. Um, and he and he can maybe create chances. I would say it would be more worth, in a weird way, it's actually more worth having Kulusevski there if Richarlison was fit. Now that Vern is fit, may, I think it's... Pr sorry, now that... Sorry, now Richarlison's not fit and it's going to be Son... I think it's probably best just to keep Werner there because I, I think Werner is more likely to be getting those low uh, low balls across the face than maybe Kulusevski is. But um, 
I think I wouldn't. I, I would like to see it experimented. I would like to see Kulusevski start there just to see what it's like. But there's a reason why he he tends not to pick him there. I guess. Yeah, I kind of feel like Kulusevski will have a lot more um, quality in his end product from crossing, even from the left hand side, even with those low driven balls. I mean, Werner has just frustrated me so much uh, since he's joined the club. I mean, we saw an initial couple of good games. He got a couple of assists right at the beginning. But since then, um, you look, the Everton game comes to mind. The home game against, uh, who was it, uh, comes to mind. I can't remember who it was Brighton, against. Maybe? Brighton, yeah. yeah. Where he was just getting the ball. He was beating his man. And then every time he beats his man, he just does nothing with it. Once, one thing is quite interesting to consider, which I haven't considered. We've all assumed, we've all assumed that Son is going to go up front, right? But cast your mind back to when Rishi went off injured. He put Werner up front initially. Yeah. And didn't then didn't last left. for too long, though. Didn't last for too long, but that was his initial thing to do. That was his initial thought, to put Werner up front. Now, why was that his initial thought? And is that something maybe he's considering doing, maybe going into this game? I think if he would have kept him there for the for the rest of the game, then yes, I would have thought maybe. But because he switched it up so soon, I felt like maybe he thought it was the wrong move and maybe he corrected it pretty soon after Werner went up front because it literally lasted only about five minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see if that's in his thoughts. I assume maybe he just felt, I don't know what what he was thinking, but maybe he felt like, to be honest, I've always said it, that Werner's best games, he's Werner has always been at his best, for Leipzig that is, when he's been up front uh, as a striker. Now, I think it's fair to say when he's been at Chelsea in the Premier League, he's probably been, his best performances have probably been off the left just because when he's been up front, he's just missed so many sitters and stuff like that. But I've always felt like if you're gonna get if you're gonna get the best version of Werner, it probably is up front. Maybe he felt like he'll give it a go, get him running in behind, stretching the the, the defense and see what he what happens. But obviously, as we saw, uh, he didn't make any sort of impact. And I also think Son's all round play is it's good like his you know ability to bring other players into play. That's obviously a lot stronger than Werner's. Like his ability with his back to goal, even though Son's maybe his ability with his back to goal isn't amazing, it's still going to be better than someone like Werner. So. It will be interesting if, if he does start up front, what, what that looks like. But I do expect Song obviously to go in the, in the forward line. Yeah, definitely. And Jory with the members chat says, as good as Rishi has been, Son is better. Kuti and Van de Ven will have to provide the heading goals. We need one touch fast football this game and more in-game management. And that's exactly what I want to see. You know, fast, one touch football against Wolves. It was just way too slow. Just passing in that kind of U-shape on the cross in on the edge of the area. And we need to be more incisive. We need to be more clinical and we need to be a lot more faster in our gameplay if we're going to go and win this game. I think Son will definitely help with that, playing, mm. playing quicker. As much as I think I've given praise for Richarlison for his all-round game improving, he it, it, it's improved, don't get me wrong, but he's still not very good. He's, his layoffs have improved and they're getting more accurate, but they're still not very quick. Yeah. They're more accurate, but he still has to take a touch. He has to you know lay off. Son can do a lot quicker. The football can be a lot more fluid with Son there. So that would definitely help. But we just have to make sure we're not allowing Palace to get into that settled mode where they're, you know, deep in, deep in their own penalty area. Like Wolves did, we allowed them to get in that settled mode. And that's when we fell into trouble. So we have to make sure we come flying out the blocks and we take advantage of those early moments. Yeah, an early goal will definitely uh, help us massively in this game. We'll force Crystal Palace uh, to come out that little bit more to try and hurt us. But that is the match preview. What is your score prediction? I am gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two one. I do think Palace will probably get get um, some joy on the counter. I don't think they're gonna be as much of a threat as Wolves were. 
but I do see them being some sort of a threat with the back three. I'm just banking on the fact that we're going to have more quality than them. We're going to be out there to lay down a marker that we can, you know, get back to the football we were trying to play first half of the season. And hopefully this two-week break would have done us well in terms of just regrouping. And after a poor display and, and result last time out, we're going to come in here with new energy. So I don't think it'll be easy, but I do see us just scraping the win 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-2. Uh, that's what I said in my pre-match predictions on um, on the ball. And I think that it's going to be an incredibly difficult game. They're going to come into it full of confidence, a new lease of life under Oliver Glasner. We'll have to really watch out for Eber Echieze. I think he can hurt, like I said, any team, never mind Spurs. And I do think we're going to concede uh, a couple of goals on the day, but hopefully with Son up front, front with the clinical edge, I believe that we will be able to score at least just one goal more than them and take home the three points. And like I said, there's just no excuses to lose this game. We lost against Wolves and I don't think there was an excuse to lose that game either, to be honest. But with two weeks on the training ground now, Ange have had to have come up with a real plan to hurt this Crystal Palace side and to hurt um, a team that plays three at the back. So I'm going to go 3-2. Sim is going for 2-1. Let me know your score predictions in the comment section below. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 